Hello and welcome once again to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. And we're having another wonderful day today. I just want you to travel with me right now into the cosmos. Uh, it's kind of funny. I'm sitting here in my uh, chair that's in my office in the mountain of the Lord that I've established. And you have that right to establish a particular mountain of the Lord where you go engage and set the perimeters of a place that Elohim abides and dwells with and begins to show you the great secrets and mysteries. It doesn't matter if it's in an office or in your bedroom or closet or in the old fashioned days, we used to call it our prayer closet. Now we realize that, you know, it's really the same thing. But the difference is, is before I used to go in my prayer closet because of my father. Uh, he always taught me to pray since I was 10 years old, always taught me to pray in the spirit. So I knew about going into my prayer closet, watching him go in his prayer closet all the time. Um, but we used to go and we pray in the spirit, you know, pray in tongues and pray to the father things that were heart. And God would move. Don't get me wrong. He would move. But basically, it was a man of God, a Christian, uh, the limited knowledge we understood as a son, praying uh, in the spirit through the soulless man into the heavenlies, almost like a want uh, instead of a uh, being, instead of a being. Well, now we go into the same area, same spot, but we go into the secret place of Yahweh, not from a son as a man of the earthly realm, but a son of the living God seated in heavenly places in the realm of Zion. Out of our spirit, I bypass my soul. That doesn't mean he doesn't filtrate my prayer life sometimes because your needs, your wants, your desires will definitely filtrate your prayer life sometimes. But I'm praying in my spirit that's overshadowing my body seated in heavenly places. Praying the mind and the will of Yahweh. Why I pray in tongues? Yes. But also when I pray in English of the understanding that's coming out of the spirit of the living God. And so now I'm on the other side of the veil because of the bloodshed, blood of Yeshua the Christ Jesus that's inside of my life. I can go into that place and I can go and engage him face to face. This is so important that we do this on a regular basis to go in and engage Yahweh face to face. Engage Yeshua the Christ, the Lamb of God, face to face. Go and engage the Holy Ghost face to face. I was sharing with a minister uh, just yesterday as they've been engaging Yahweh. There's have angel visitations have been coming and all of these different things. And they were like, hey, you know, I just want to make sure I don't get off sidetrack. I'm seeking the Father. And it's like, this is what happens when you're on the other side of the veil and you begin to seek the father. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not overnight. Yes, there have been many experiences with people I've talked to that begin to seek Yahweh from the other side of the veil, which is all our mindset. That's how powerful our mind is. It's just taking your mind and shifting. That's why the word says about renewing your mind. It's, you know, it's basically transforming your mind, transcending your mind to the other side of the veil. And they begin to transfer, send their mind to the other side of the veil. I begin to seek the face of Yahweh, begin to seek Yeshua, Jesus to Christ, begin to sit into their rightful place. And then of course they start sensing things, the seven spirits of God, the angels of the Lord, the ancient ones, all the different things they start sensing in their spirit realm birth out of relationship. 
The relationship is with the Father, with the Son, Yeshua, Jesus, the Lamb. Everything is about the Lamb. Everything is inside the Lamb. There's nothing I do, nothing I can do without Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ, without being inside of Him. What I actually physically say those words or not is immaterial because when you're in something, you don't have to say it, you know? It's like, um, I don't have to tell you I'm wet if I'm in the pool, <laughs> right? You're like, well, you're uh, swimming in the pool. Mm. Got to have that coffee, right? So you're swimming in the pool. Uh, I don't have to say, well, you know, uh, I'm wet. I'm wet. Normally, uh, my grandkids think it's hilarious. Um, I'll be in the pool. And unfortunately, I have to wear glasses, right? And I hate my glasses getting wet. And you know how grandkids are. You know, I got 12 grandkids. So they're a little rowdy in the pool. And um I'm like, listen, Papa don't want to get wet. <laughs> They're like, come on, Papa, what do you mean? So that's the same thing. When you know that you're in Yeshua, your verbiage may change. It took me a while. Don't try to do any of it. Let it come out of your spirit. That's one thing I want to encourage you. As you move into the up here and you move into the secrets and mysteries of Yahweh, don't try to do any of it. Only seek the face of Elohim. Seek the face of the Father. Yahweh, seek the face of the Son, Yeshua, the Christ, the Lamb. Seek the presence and the face of the Holy Spirit, because He's the personhood. Seek His face, seek these things. And the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, the rightness of Yahweh, of Yeshua, and the Holy Ghost, which is not an earthly thing. That's not, when I was taught that scripture, I was taught, well, you know, seek God and seek to be good, you know, seek to be righteous. Righteous is not an earthly thing, there's nothing wrong righteous in the planet. <laughs> Save me and you by the blood of Yeshua, Jesus. That's how we become righteous. But that's not what he's saying to seek. See, because why would I have to seek that which has already been given to me? See, righteousness has already been imputed into me. My sin have already been satisfied by the blood. My righteousness has already been satisfied by the blood. My covering has already been placed over me. I have the bloodlight skin of Yeshua that's on my skin. Therefore, I am one with him. So that's not the righteousness. He's talking about the fullness of Elohim. The righteous fullness of God. And you'd have to go into the heavenlies to see a little more of this. But it's the righteous fullness of God. Why? Because you're seeking him. Because he's already given you his righteousness. Oh, well, Sagimabe, sometimes I don't act righteous. No, that's your soulish man. Read Romans chapter 7. This is one of the most powerful apostles of written material, correct? Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter is neck and neck under Yeshua, as to say, as what they did in the earth while they were here. And he clearly talks about having a thorn in his flesh. He clearly talks about his flesh being dead because of sin. Because the things he didn't want to do, he did. And the things he don't want to do, he, he does. And so it's kind of crazy. He's like an oxymoron. But then if you go further into Romans 8, you'll find out they talks about there's a place of living in no condemnation. They starts it off with no condemnation. It's not a place of no condemnation because I walk good and I don't do bad things. It's a place of no condemnation because I'm seated in Christ and I rest in his righteousness. See, I've sought the kingdom of God and I've rested in his righteousness. And if you don't know this deeply in your heart, I'd encourage you to engage it because these kind of mindsets will keep you from flowing in the deeper things of God. God won't keep you from flowing. 
God only judges you to life, light, love, and blood covenant. He doesn't judge you to death. See, so the, in our engagement of going face to face, we'll have those barriers if we're thinking that we have to put on righteousness as if it's, oh my God, I got mad last week. I should have never got mad. Oh my God, there was something on TV and they said a bad word. I shouldn't have had that in front of me. Oh God, you know, there's this thought that went through my head. I shouldn't have had that. Well, listen, that's the soulless man. Yes, that does need to come captive because the word talks about us taking things captive, right? We go in and take things captive according to the word of Yahweh. We captivate it by the Holy Spirit and we should do it unto the obedience of Yeshua and to the light of Yeshua, not the light of Craig, unto the obedience of Christ is what the Bible says. The anointed one. Well, we're not the anointed one, though we are anointed ones, but he's the anointed anointed one. You understand what I'm saying? This is in his court. And as we rest in that, we can go in heavenly places. My God, I'm already running out of time. Well, you know, I'm going to say, I will see you tomorrow. I love you so much and never, ever, ever forget you are beautiful. Yahweh doesn't make junk. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Believe it about yourself and go into the deep things of Yahweh. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.